All right, Rabbi good morning, good morning. Let us continue now in Merz Hashem in Parak Gimel. In Mesilas Yisharim, we are up to again in the Hachzeik, in the Hachzeik. Uh, Mesilas Yisharim, Monday, 18th of Kislev, the 12th of December. We actually left off a few lines early from completing yesterday's uh, yesterday's assignments. We're picking up again. Actually, let's skip a little bit. Let's pick up. He says, So let's remember again the idea that the Ramchal has been, has been trying to focus us on is this concept ultimately again. So let me just see actually where we, uh, where we step out of a good. So the idea that Ramchal has been focusing on is these seemingly two competing values by Precious. On one hand, you have statements of Chazal telling us that precious, unnecessary abstinence from things which are permitted is not a good thing. And then we have a statement of Chazal telling Kiddushim Tiyu, which seems to indicate that the entire essence of personalistic Kiddusha hinges on, hinges on this ability to separate oneself even from those things which are, which are prohibited, which are permitted, excuse me. Sorry. So the way in which the Ramcha was reconciling it was essentially by showing us something amazing. Number one, premise number one, is that remember as he outlined in the beginning of the Sefer, everything is a milchama. Everything is a war. Right? Everything that we face in life is a challenge. The second premise that he developed in yesterday's year was the concept that every single permitted thing could very easily descend into something inappropriate sinful or negative. And it's always just a question of excess or just a question of, uh, yeah, we'll call it excess. And he's been giving examples of that. So like, for example, in yesterday's, in yesterday's shir, we spoke about the concept of how materialism, materialism, again, in excess, he was speaking about food and drink, food and drink in excess. Again, food and drink permitted. Could even be, we spoke about even could be holding, could be a mitzvah, yet in excess, could lead one to go ahead and commit some of the most terrible averos. The mitzvah of precious essentially does, says is hold back a little bit, therefore on that which is permitted, so that it doesn't descend into negative chaos. And then he goes on. And he says, so too with immorality. What does one do when one perceives immorality? One pulls themselves back. This is where positive precious comes in. Positive precious says that you see how something permitted could descend into that which is negative, into a sense of moral decadence, and therefore hold yourself back before it descends into that excess. He goes on, Vesira, listen to this. It turns out that in reality, the concept of precious is really the most powerful strategy in going ahead and saving oneself from sin. Here he says something amazing. say This is such a profound statement. You know what Ramchal essentially says? Nine out of ten times, if you're faced with sin, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. In other words, if I'm already at the point, if I'm already at the point where I am choosing between committing the Avera or not committing the Avera, it's very difficult not to commit the Avera. It's just, it's very difficult. His, his wording over here is so, is so incredible. When I'm standing like at the crossroads of sin, 
it's difficult to overcome that. It's difficult to rein that in. So what's the strategy? This is incredible. This is incredible. He says, therefore, what's my goal? My goal is don't get to the crossroads of sin. Right? That's my goal. My goal is back it up a little bit. Back it up so that ultimately, again, I kind of never come to that point of temptation. Never is a strong word. But that's what the Ramchal is trying to highlight over here. The whole power of Prishos. The whole power of Prishos is the ability to kind of back myself up a little bit so my boundaries have been set much earlier than before reaching the threshold or the crossroad of sin. I will say, it's, it's, such, it's such an incredible idea. What Ramchal is saying is, if I, am, if I am presented with temptation and literally, again, sin is in front of me, it's very difficult not to partake. It's very difficult to abstain. But what Precious does is backs up the boundaries. By backing up the boundaries, by backing up the boundaries, I just don't get myself to that difficult crossroads. By putting in the buffers, I just ensure that I simply don't get to the point of temptation where I know chances are I won't be able to resist. I will say, you know what it is? It's no different. It's no different than a person who's uh, in re- you know recovering alcoholic, right? So the person who's recovering alcoholic has many different things that he's working as part of his program. The one thing he's not going to do is go to a bar, even if he's going ahead and just ordering a cup of water, right? I could order a cup of water. I could do this. You say to a person, why, why, why would you put yourself? Why? Well, I, I, mean, I, I would think he wouldn't go to a bar. I shouldn't say so definitively. To, to me, it, it, it would seem like a person wouldn't put themselves in that. Why? Because there, I'm putting myself right at the threshold of sin. That's not a good idea. There are enough temptations as it is, but let me back myself up, not put myself to them. Chassas Precious says, don't let yourself get to the point where ultimately, again, you're choosing between sinning and not sinning. Because if that happens, it's not going to be good. He goes on, he says... He says, Hine, he gives other examples. Hine, habi ilim ishtamuteras. He had a gummer. So he gives an example. He says, for example, intimacy with one's wife is certainly permitted. Amnam, he's giving examples of, say, of things that are permitted, but the excess of it ultimately, again, could lead to moral decay. He says, Amnam, kvartiknu tvila labalikarian. Rabbi says, interesting, Ezra, right, instituted that a man has to go to the mikvah after a seminal emission. Okay, so today, Today we're not, um, the Hasidim still do this, but today we're not as makbid on this for a variety of different reasons. But they, there was a concept that they instituted that after having a seminal emission, a man should go to the mikvah. Why? What was the reason for that? So interesting, it was instituted that Tamdi Chachamim, Torah scholars, should not be like roosters. I guess roosters mate often, right? So in order that, in order that Tamdi Chachamim, so, so maintain some level of absence. I'm saying this is very interesting because we saw such an exuvus. How important an intimate relationship is in a marriage. We saw within Ksuvis how again a man, a man has to be so careful to provide for his wife's physical needs. We saw all of this. But yet Lamaisegin Chazal also understood there's gotta be some level of precious. There has to be something. Because if it's constant and ongoing, then ultimately you run the risk of moral decay. Even though, again, the act of intimacy with one's wife is mutter, right? And sometimes it's mutter. So ultimately, again, what does it do? 
it endows within a person its desire. Right? What, what it does is it reinforces the desire, ultimately again, for sexuality. And I will say the problem is that although one is, one is, one is indulging this desire in a permitted way, but overindulgence in any permitted thing ultimately leads to, or leads to, creates the possibility for moral decay. Now we'll say, closer over the Gemara, Misach HaSanedra, Kimam HaRav, Hussein, Zichron, Levracha, Ever Katan Yesh Ba'adam. Right? There is a small part of man's body. A reference, ultimately, again, to the erva, to the mila. And what happens? Masbio Raiv. If he constantly satiates it, it becomes hungrier. Ma'ivo, Ma'ivo literally means starves it, but it doesn't mean starve, rather it means holds back a little bit. Sadeya. Is satiated. The idea that when it comes, especially again to matters of morality, immorality, the more restraint a person exhibits, ultimately again, the more one is able to rein in this desire. The less restraint, the one more one satisfies that desire, the more one wants. For the old, Elishafilu Bishash Haruyeva Ezachagon, Omar Beliazer Shay Megala Tefach or Mechaset Fachayim, the Domelo. So we'll say, actually, remember again, we just saw it's not so long ago. Now, remember again, and he said, Rabbi Eliezer, what did Rabbi Eliezer do? Rabbi Eliezer only, covered, only uncovered a little part of his body so that to be able to go ahead and engage in the active relations. Now, we'll say, we saw, remember again, when we did this, so yeah, this is wrong. For Rabbi Eliezer, that was fine. For us, right, for regular people, this is not the way to be intimate with one's wife. In fact, again, it's usher. To, to go ahead and have intimacy like that. Again, the point that the, point that the Ramchal is trying to make is that what? Is that a person has to exercise restraint. And I will say, this is, this is an even, he's just giving examples of things that are permitted. And again, intimacy is such, is such a fascinating example because we've seen the mitzvah component of it. But even though there is a mitzvah component of it, we understand how overindulgence ultimately can go ahead and lead a person into all kinds of problematic areas of life. So here's where Prishos comes in. Prishos says, it's mutter, but you don't want to draw the line in life between mutter and us. You need to back up your boundaries a little bit. Because again, as Ramchal said, if I find myself at the crossroads of sin, chances are, chances are, I'm going to transgress. But if I go ahead and I back it up a little bit, then at the end of the day, hopefully, I'll be able to maintain a safe distance from sin. He goes, and Rabbi says, finish up. He says, Clothing. Clothing, accessories. Torah doesn't tell you what kind of clothing to wear. Right? Expensive clothing, inexpensive clothing. Right? You can't wear shatnas. can't wear shatnas. If you have a four-corner garment, it has to have tzitzis. But that's it. But that's it. Amnam. Milo Yeda Shimilavisha Safer Varikma Timoshe Hagaiva, the Gamas Nusigbaba, Yerabo say we know that ultimately again wearing certain types of clothing, Kalita Gaiva, Kalita Arrogance, Kalita Arrogance, and I will say again, a person spends too much time on their clothing, a person spends too much money on their clothing, ultimately again, Kalita Gaiva, Arrogance, Kalita Znus. A person dresses in an immodest fashion for men and for women, right? The person goes in and dresses, dresses in a provocative fashion. So fashion could ultimately lead to immorality. And clothing could engender so many different other things. It could engender ultimately jealousy, 
desire. A person, when they feel they need something, could go ahead and be dishonest, could cheat, could take advantage of circumstances to obtain what they want. We'll say the Medrash says that when the Yitzhahara sees that he has the ability to get a grip over a person, so what does he do? He forces a person to go, or forces a person, he puts in front of a person the ability and the desire to focus on his external trappings, to make his hair nice, to make his clothing nice, because that's the easiest way to ensnare a person, ultimately, again, in a web of deceit and sin. Again, so clothing, another incredible example. Another incredible example. Not inherently usher, totally mutter. All you have to do is avoid shatness, put on sitzis. But yet, a person can get themselves in all kinds of trouble. Hatiyo v'hadibor, em'eno bidvar asr, a'isr, v'adai din Torah muterhu. So we'll say, for example, tiol and dibor. So tiol means, again, going ahead and traveling around. Dibor, speech. I'm sorry. Right, tiol dibor, good. Nothing, nothing asr about it. V'adai din Torah muterhu. Amnam, kama bitl Torah nimshach mimeno. We'll say, how much bitl Torah comes about because of... This trip, that trip, going here, going there. In other words, what he's talking about is well, say, vacation is good, taking a trip is good, but sometimes when that becomes the pursuit of existence, then suddenly again it negates a person or prevents a person from actualizing their true life destiny. Dibor, speech is fine, and speech can be used in, in very good ways, but yet when overused or used in the wrong ways, it can lead a person towards sin. To lies, late sanos makori va'omer berov dvarim lo yechdal pasha. So we'll, say, we'll stop over here for today. We'll stop over here for today, so that I'm chama highlighting for us really this incredibly profound yisod. While it's true that there is negative prishos, as we've seen, there's also positive prishos, and positive prishos is predicated on the idea that even permitted things, if you overindulge or use in the wrong way, the positive things themselves could become the source of sin. So Precious says, create your boundaries, create your, move up your boundaries a little bit so that overindulgence doesn't occur, sinful behavior doesn't occur. But I will say, but really what Ramchal teaches us is something amazing. The need to go ahead and move up those boundaries is why? Because Lamaisa, if I allow myself to get to the crossroads of sin where sin is right in front of me, chances are I'm going to choose wrongly. Chances are I'm going to go ahead and make the mistake. That's why if I move up my buffers a little bit, prevent myself from getting to that crossroad where sin is right in front of me, that's where I stand the chance of life success. And there was a shkoyach.